Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create amazing relationships. I'm Ramsey personality George Camel, joined by my good friend, Dr. John Deloney, who's having a spectacular week, by the way. Congrats on your book launch, John. Very exciting. Building a Non-Anxious Life is now in the hands of, dare I say, Dozens. Millions. <laughs> Dozens. Very different answers. Dozens and dozens well, of folks. Well, if you're watching on YouTube, you'll notice I'm sporting a Deloney shirt that we just got in. This is not merch you can buy. A bunch of people, put, yeah, they they printed up, uh, my manager printed up a whole bunch of them. John's mom decided to just make <laughs> some merch <laughs> yeah, to make right. him feel better. That's right. But it's fun. So in honor of Dr. John Deloney's uh, book launch, I'm wearing a Deloney shirt. I expect you to wear a camel shirt during oh, my book launch. I'm going to a camel tattooed on my chest, for sure. little aggressive, but I like the spirit behind it. <laughs> We're going to make it happen, man. No, thanks. I'm excited to have it out in the world, man. Well, hey, we are taking your calls today about money, relationships, anxiety, how it's all interconnected. So give us a call, 888-825-5225 is the number to call. And Adrian kicks us off in Miami, Florida. Adrian. Welcome to Miami. What's up? How's it going? Hey. Hey guys, how are you guys doing today? Pretty well. How are, how are you doing? How can we help? Oh, better than I deserve. Uh, <laughs> um, so I, uh, my wife and I are um, in baby step number two right now. Um, we have about six thousand six hundred dollars uh, left in credit card debts, but uh, we should be paying that off uh, in the next couple of months here. Um, and uh, another portion of our debt is a car lease um, that we got into three years ago. And um, that car lease will be up in June of next year. Um, and I, we just want to know, um, should we try to get out of that lease um, as soon as possible or uh, wait the, the eight months and um, turn in the car and then save up in these next eight months to buy a car cash? That's mm. a common conundrum when you figure out, dude, we got fleeced on this thing. How do we get out? There's a few ways out of this thing. The most common one is to find out the early buyout amount. Do you know what that number is? Um, yeah, so I would have to come up with um, about $4,000 um, uh, because uh, the the value of the car right now doesn't match what it's, it's worth. It's depreciated further than what you owe on it. Yes. Welcome to why cars are the stupidest things we buy. <laughs> okay, so you're four grand underwater on this. How much money do you guys have in the bank? Um, well, right now, um, to cover our bases, I mean, we have our one thousand uh, dollar emergency fund, okay, and then everything else is kind of throwing uh, towards our debt. And what could you sell this car for? Um, right now, the blue Kelly Blue Book is uh, showing um, thirty two thousand. Okay, that's not bad. So if you own this thing, you could go sell it for thirty-two k, and based on what you owe on it, would that give you enough to buy a car? Um, well, Something cheap and used. Is, yeah. So if, if we sell for for thirty-two, um, we would still need to pay um, the lease company on an additional four thousand dollars, which is, um, I guess, the remainder of those uh, uh, payments that we owe them for using the car. Okay, so how quickly could you save up four grand? Um, uh, if we could probably save up four grand in about four months, four or five months. Okay, but that would leave us with nothing left to purchase a car cash. So we would kind of be, in, you know, in the that water would just get you to net zero. Yes. 
So I, I'm going to ask a qu- Adrian. I'm going to ask George a question on your behalf. Is that cool? Yeah, that's fine. So George, he owes thirty-two thousand dollars on this deal, and there is a walkaway point coming up. But he owes thirty-two thousand on this thing. If he owned the car and was trying to get out of the debt, we would tell him, hey, go over to a credit union, take out this, the $4,000 loan, and you just drop your total debt um, From 32 to owe. 4, right. essentially. And so go go to a credit union, take out a $7,000 loan, buy a $3,000 car, get out of this thing and be done. Does that, does that apply for a lease? Whatever would get you out of this pickle of owing, if you owe the four grand, you can get a personal loan for that much from the credit union. It would get you out of this a lot faster than four months. Because Adrian, I'm wondering if you don't go get a seven thousand dollar loan at a credit union, get rid of this car, buy a three thousand dollar car. You and I both know it's going to be a dramatic shift in how you roll down the street. Right? You're going to have to tint those windows so people can't see you. Um, <laughs> but um, you are instantly going from owing thirty four thousand dollars to seven thousand bucks. You cut your debt significantly by doing that. What's yeah, your lease payment? Yeah. Uh, right now it's uh, five twenty. Ouch! For how much longer? Um, eight months. And the thing is, it's my wife's car, and we just have a, had a baby, so she doesn't feel too comfortable getting into a three thousand dollar car. Don't care at all. <laughs> and don't care at all. Yeah. Don't care at all. Don't. You're talking to the wrong two guys about that, because we both have kids, <laughs> and <laughs> it just doesn't matter. Like comfort at this point, is she rather y'all y'all walk into a house every day that's electric because y'all can't breathe, right? The what tension. do you drive? Yeah, what do you drive? Uh, yeah, I drive a 2013 Kia that's paid off and it has two hundred thousand dollars, two hundred thousand miles on it. Okay, you're um, already rolling with so. that three thousand dollar car. Cool. Could she drive that yeah. and you drive the beater? I mean, that's that's pretty yeah. beater, George. Well, for three grand, you're not getting much. You'll be lucky to get a 2013 Kia with 200,000 miles on it for three grand in this economy. So I'd start your research and see your options, but I don't know that I'd stick this out until June of 2024. Keep making these payments. That sounds miserable. I want to get out fast. And $3,000 may be, that may be me being obnoxious, but honestly, man, this like, well, she doesn't feel comfortable. That's what got y'all in this mess. Yeah. And I put my, the kid, my, my kids, in a in a 1993 F-150 that didn't work too great, and everybody did fine. I put my kids in the back of a Corolla that was, golly, I just wanted it to die, and it would never die because Corollas never die. But they did fine. Was it comfortable? No. Did I have to get all weird angles to get the car seat out? Yes. Did I owe anybody any money on that car? Absolutely not. So Adrian, you got to make a choice of what sacrifices you guys are willing to make. And I'm not saying put your children in danger, but you also have to not have the spectrum of either we're going to kill our children driving a beater car or we're going to stay in debt forever. There's more options than that. And so I think you need to talk to your wife and you both have to agree on, here's the game plan. Here's what we decided on. It's for a temporary time. We're going to be out of this soon. We're going to upgrade the car and probably within a year, right? Yeah, yeah. It's not going to take a year, long. Um uh, yeah, you know we make a, a pretty decent income. What's the income? Um, so uh, about 140. You make 140. I think you can scrape together four grand, Adrian, in less than four months. I'm thinking one month. 
A yes. no do a no spend month. We covered only the basic bills, minimum payments. The rest goes towards getting out of this deep, deep car hole we've got ourselves no in. No eating out, no buying any clothes, nothing, nothing, nothing. No Miami lifestyle that you've been leading. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get back to it soon enough, my friend. Thanks for the call. This is The Ramsey Show. Guys, it's no secret that the real estate market is weird right now. So go with a mortgage company you can trust to have your back. Churchill Mortgage. Churchill is Ramsey trusted because they're stable, reliable, and focused on you. At a time when a lot of companies are being bought out or going out of business, count on Churchill Mortgage to stick around. They've been doing things the right way for over 30 years, and they'll keep doing them the right way for 30 more. Get started at churchillmortgage.com. This is a paid advertisement. NMLS ID 1591. NMLS Equal housing lender. 1749 Mallory Lane, Suite 100. Brentwood, Tennessee 37027. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm George Campbell, joined by my friend, Dr. John Deloney, and we are here for you, America, taking your calls at 888-825-5225. If you've got that burning question, a conundrum, a crossroads, you need some validation, confirmation, we are here for you. 888-825-5225. Sierra joins us up next in Cincinnati. Sierra, welcome to the show. Hey, George and John. How are you guys? Doing well. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, so I have a little bit of an interesting situation and I'm sure there are other people out in the world that are in in a similar boat, but I am looking for advice on my situation. Um, so two years ago, my father passed away and, um, I bought his house, um, or I I did a cash out refinance and put it in my name in order for it to be, um, to prevent it from being foreclosed on. Um, I don't live in the house currently. I haven't for years, but my sister at the time when my father passed away lived with him. He was supporting her, um, and her kids until the the kids got into, um, school age. And then they made an agreement to where once, once they go to school, she would start working and helping the bit, like help to pay the bills. Okay. Well, neither of us expected him to pass away. So now we're in a situation where she had no job and, you know, the house was being foreclosed on. Fast forward to now, I now own the house 100% in my name and she is working now. However, her, her income is so low to the point where she couldn't, she cannot afford the mortgage payment by herself. So currently I am paying the majority of the mortgage, um, she is paying me what she can to get by because she's also taking care of kids. Um, but I'm married. I just got married and I bought the house right before um, we got married. And so now it's me and my husband and I'm trying my best to figure out a plan, a plan for the future to figure out how this can continue, but not be such a, a big burden financial burden on us because we are trying our best to get our debts paid. We're, we're following the budget. We're on baby step two, pretty much. Um, and you guys are renting right now? We are renting right now. In a different city. But you have a mortgage on this home that you own in a different city. Your sister's still there with the kids and you're losing money every month, just trying to cover the mortgage for her. 
Yeah, it feels like we're losing money <laughs> because every um, every extra dollar that could go to our debt is going to this mortgage. Well, you're not in a um, place to be charitable in this way and let your sister live there for free. Yeah, she's not. She's she. We've I got a renter's agreement um, written up by a lawyer. Um, she signed it. She's paying me X amount of dollars. Um, so, what would market I, rent be I, for this place? Um, if she moved out, and, and, you get a renter. What do they pay for rent? I would suspect, and I'm not too familiar with housing market, but I would suspect I could at least get 1500 a month for it. And what's the mortgage? The mortgage, um, it, I did a cash out refinance, so I owe 119 on it, but it uh, it appraised for 155 but since then I've put about $20,000 in renovations. So what's the monthly so mortgage payment? 969 Okay. That's it. And what's she able to pay every month? She pays me $400 a month. Let me ask a hard, hard, seemingly insensitive question, okay? <laughs> um, okay. How long has she been in this financial predicament? Um, she, it, it's been a couple of, well, back when my dad and her made an agreement that she, she was working and then, but she was having a hard time finding childcare. She's a single mom of two. Um, so he told her that he would help support her, um, while, until his kids were in school age. Right. Um, but, so then she had quit her job of five years, um, and really was kind of depending on him, um, until he passed away. Right. And so you're so, doing a noble thing. You're trying to keep going the agreement that he made with her. Yeah. But what we have here is your dad trying to help you trying to help. Mm-hmm. and we have somebody on the other end of this help not realizing the full sense of their predicament. Yeah. And she's had a couple of years. Is that easy? No. I've sat mm-hmm. with 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 moms who lost everything. Like, it's devastating. And yeah. it's her responsibility to either come up with the ability to pay for a $120,000 house which in this market, in this planet, is unheard of right now. I won't say this mm-hmm. planet, in the United States it is. Um, <laughs> yeah. To figure out a way to cover that or to figure out yeah. something else. But Yeah, I... And I, I know that sounds heartless. and I'm not, I don't want to beat up on single moms or anything like that. Right. But here's what you're doing. You're slowly inching, inch by inch by inch, to exhaling really deeply every time that phone rings and it's her on it. Mm-hmm. And you go, <sighs> or every time she says, hey, the air conditioner's not working, you go, <sighs> what that is, is slowly inching towards resenting your sister, resenting the fact that your dad made this deal. And she doesn't deserve that. Your dad's memory doesn't deserve that. And it's going to come down to not your help, but because you wouldn't draw boundaries and say, hey, you have to be the chief breadwinner for you and your kids. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. your yeah, boundary to draw. Absolutely. And I agree with you. Me and her, we've had our differences and we've had really hard, tough conversations because I have set boundaries and I've kind of, you know, I used to pay her Wi-Fi and I used to pay this and that. Now it's just like, I'm only going to help you with the necessities. 
you know, and until only until you can get to a point where you can cover all of this. But I'm fearful with her job that she's never going to be able to she, afford she, that well, mortgage. That's but that's a choice that she is making, not you. She has yeah. cho- chosen that job. And yeah. if you don't give her a deadline, she'll never get there. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. I think right? that's the next step. I'm, is we have an exit strategy because guess what? If you didn't own this house, what would she be doing? She wouldn't be able to afford mm-hmm. rent anywhere. Or she would have gotten another yeah. job and figured it out. Exactly. And we mm-hmm. need to help her kindly to step into that where we go, all right, how do we get you a different job where you could support paying rent, market rent in your area? And if you can't afford it, we might need to move. We have to start dealing yep. with these adult decisions. But I think what we can't do is continue to coddle her and enable her and just support her at our own financial destitute. I mean, you guys have your own goals. Yeah. You're, You're struggling. A, You're broke. Yeah, say this way. You're broke. You're not in a position to help. And that sounds cruel and mean. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it's almost kind of scary because, you know, mine and my husband's, like our household income is, to, I mean, to the outside world is pretty good, but it almost feels like <laughs> we have no money in our account because I've either spent it all on, remodeling the house or it's going to I think we stop sinking money into this house. Yeah, I would sell this house. I would and tell that her. might be the way to get hey, in, in 6 months, months we're selling this six house. 6 months is it's sold. And I'll sell it to you if you have a job that you can afford it. Yeah, a part of me wants to do that, but another part of me just thinks that like, you know, this house my we came up from nothing, you know, my parents were really poor. I know, but listen to me, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. You're going to you both still have nothing. I need you to hear me say that. Y'all have these assets that neither of y'all can afford the way you're, you've managed it right now. Mm-hmm. And I didn't come from a lot. My dad was a policeman and then he became a minister. And I saw what the public thought of public servants. And so I promised I would never do that. I was going to go make a bunch of money. And you know what I did? Because I, li- I didn't change the way I lived. I didn't change my money principles. I ended up in way more debt than my dad could have ever been in. I ended up broker than he did. It's not about we came from nothing and pulled ourselves up. Y'all got to make some hard decisions about your financial situation. I think you have to draw some boundaries with her and can strongly consider selling this house. And I know it's got memories, but right now those memories are dragging both of y'all underwater. I saw some recent financial statistics, and there was some pretty troubling news. When families were asked how long it would be before they faced financial hardship if a spouse died, nearly one-third said they'd be in trouble immediately. Another 44% said they'd be financially drained within six months. People, it does not have to be this way. Term life insurance plans are just plain cheap, and companies have made it even easier by not requiring exams in many cases. There really is no excuse to leave your family in this situation by not having life insurance. This is why I talk about Xander Insurance every day. They're committed to protecting families with the only products that I recommend, and their team keeps the entire process simple and affordable. Go to Xander.com for quick online pricing or call 800-356-4282. This has to be a priority. If your family is in this situation, you need to get this done. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm George Camel, joined by Dr. John Deloney. Open phones at 888-825-5225. You jump in, we'll talk about your life, your money, your relationships, your mental health, 
all of it right here in front of you on The Ramsey Show. Today's question of the day is sponsored by Neighborly, your hub for home services. Now you can find expert local help, schedule appointments, and get special offers exclusively in the Neighborly app. So go download the Neighborly app now to start getting home repairs, maintenance, or improvements done. All right, today's question comes from Jason in South Carolina, and it actually came in last week um, before there was a kick the can down the road um, moment in the government. Um, But it said... With the impending government shutdown, how do I, as a government employee, combat the stress and anxiety of possibly not getting paid but still being required to show up for work? Is that how that works? Yeah, well, there's back pay. So once they're back, they get the money. But while you're there, it's not happening. Which means they're missing some paychecks. I've got my own thoughts on that. I'm the sole provider. My third daughter will be here in November. We have no savings and are in some debt. All right, so I'm going to answer this, George, globally, because it's super frustrating for me. If I had, let's say um, we had, I want to put something into context for everybody, okay? So when COVID happened and we were told you cannot go into the office, Dave and the operating board called that emergency meeting, if you remember that. And Dave said, we have this much money in the account. This is how much cash this company has on hand, and we are a cash-only company. This is how much we got. This is how much cash it takes to operate. And so you can see it's going to get real tight real fast. Here is how things will go. Number one, if it gets super tight, I will not take a check. Me, the CEO and owner of this place. Number two, the operating board will not take a check. Number three, we will go into the next round of vice presidents will not take a check. Number four, we may have to look into... like So he laid out the map. But in so doing, he announced to the whole company, A, transparently, here's what we got. This is... I want everybody on the same page here. But I go first. I'm the leader. I go first. When times are good, I win big. When times are bad, I go first. Number two, the next round of leadership goes second. The next round of leadership goes third. And to leaders, if y'all don't want to be a part of that, bye Felicia. There's the door, right? But here's how we're going to do this. So juxtapose that with a group of senators who are sitting I just have this picture, George, of them in a kiddie pool that they got at Walmart for $5 and it's full of like bubbles and they're throwing like balloons with no no water in them, just like balloons at each other. It's a great mental picture. Thank you for that. If it shuts down, they still get paid. Who doesn't get paid are these employees who have kids trying to make it. So they're using... These government workers who keep this thing going for all of us as fodder for their little temper tantrumy games that they're trying to play for an election coming up in a year. And it's so disgusting how they use people like Jason as fodder for their little <laughs> their little future reelection campaign. Well, they're just pawns. In this tr- that's right. Awful game of chess. And so Jason. If I worked for a guy, if I had gone to that meeting and Dave had said, listen here, I'm getting mine. If we shut down, if this shutdown actually happens, I'm getting paid. My execs are getting paid. The rest of y'all, 
We're going to cut the lowest, the, the, if the first in, first out. Whoever the last 100 employees are, y'all are fired. After that, I'm going to start taking 20% from everybody's paychecks, right, which happens across the country. I literally would go to my wife and say, we're out of here. I don't trust that person as a leader, as a person of integrity, as a stable operating leader for the place that I, that <laughs> pays my family's rent, right? And Jason, A, I want to challenge you to begin to broaden your horizon and look bigger than this particular job because you work for people who will use you for their own political gain and it costs them literally nothing because they will still get paid. The senators doing this crap playing <laughs> tag with each other. And then here's what's going to happen. George is going to play tag. They're going to play tag. They're going to play tag. And then something's going to set off. Mm. And I hate it. But Jason, I would explore something bigger. And then that, so that's, that's the big 30,000 foot view. The reality is the anxiety and stress is the alarm system going off. We may not have enough money next month because our bosses are acting like children and they won't actually sit down and solve problems. They just want sound bites for their Twitter account. Okay. I'm going to always go towards the alarm directly into it. What does this mean? George, tell me if I'm crazy. This might mean I got to go to work until I find some other job that will pay me when I go every day instead of one that's going to give me back pay if they ever reopen. And then you're going to have to deliver pizzas at night to pay the rent. And you're going to have to get up in the morning and drive Uber on your way to your job that you're not getting paid for. And then you're going to have to deliver pizzas. You're going to have to figure out a way to get money. And there, I wish there was another option to yeah. that. You can go borrow money and then you're going to you're going to trap yourself in a continued cycle of debt and false security and whatever. You're just going to have to figure out a way to work on Saturdays and Sundays and it's going to suck. But that's the, that's the reality you face, right? Yeah, and what this is, he's in baby step two. He's got a baby on the way in November, third daughter, and there's this impending shutdown. Mm -hmm. So we call this storm or stork mode, and it's the only time to pause baby step Stop two. Stop paying off debt and just stack Just cash. keep your minimum payments. Everything else, stack as much cash as possible until you're out of the storm, until mom and baby are home, until we know what the heck is happening with this government. And so that might be 45 days. That sounds like about right. If you wait just month and a half, get a side job, keep working, stack all those uh, into savings, then once the dust settles, we can move forward with the debt payoff. That's what I would do. That would help me with my anxiety and stress. Is some of the reality pieces of it. So, I, and so let's 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 say out loud what our uh, fearless leaders are asking their government employees to do, because they've only duct taped this thing together for forty five days. Jason, I hate to tell you this, but I think today. After work, you should stop by a local pizza delivery place or get online and get signed up for what some food delivery service. Uber Eats, DoorDash, yeah, Instacart, Amazon Flex. Go through that as quickly as possible or possibly call Walmart and go visit a Walmart in your suit and tie and go in there and say, hey, can I sling boxes from 4 p.m. until 11 p.m.? And for the next 45 days, I want you to stack cash. And I want you to look at your wife who's expecting a third baby and say, hey, we can't go out to eat because the people running our country are so um, uninterested in solving some of these problems, they're more interested in throwing crayons at each other. Um, but we got my job is, as a responsible adult is to make sure we have food and shelter. So let's go ahead and do that. Mm. And George, just, just, it infuriates me. 
because we watch the news, we watch these sound bites, we see these big things like, oh my gosh, this and this and this side said that and that side that said that. And Jason, who's got a third baby on the way, is the guy who's at home and his wife who's He's on the other end of this. Other end of this ping pong match between children who can't figure it out. Mm. It just, it's so infuriating with me, man. It just, it's disgusting at every single level. On both sides of the aisle, everybody involved in this thing, just solve these problems and let's figure something out like adults and move on. 100%. Right? Well, you walk through uh, this in your book, Gosh, Building a Non-Anxious Life, Six Daily <laughs> this Choices. Is, this is George keeping me from this getting is myself me. canceled. I'm, I'm, I wish, Jason, we had your info. We'd send you a book. Reach out to us. We'll send you a copy of John's new book. But Golly. there's there are a lot of things you can do other than vent on Twitter or X or whatever it is. And John will show you how to recognize and break free from a life spinning out of control from chronic stress, burnout, anxiety. And there's a thousand reasons to feel all those things right now. But there's six choices you can make every day to combat that. And John unpacks that in his new book, Building a Non-Anxious Life. You can grab a copy today. It's out in stores, online, in the world, and we love to see it. Can't wait to see what kind of life change happens from this book, John. Go get your copy, RamseySolutions.com. We'll be right back with more of The Ramsey Show. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey, it's Dr. John Deloney, and one of the most common questions I get is how to get something off your chest. A deep secret you've never told anyone, or maybe something that happened to you, something you've done that you're worried about because bringing it to light will disrupt your life, anything. I say this all the time, secrets will kill you, but it's hard to know where to start when it comes to talking about scary, dark things. Therapy can be a safe, effective place to get things off your chest, to learn how to say hard things out loud, and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I've personally been blessed to have a great therapist who helps me get those heavy things off my chest. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's flexible because it's online, so you can suit it to fit your schedule. Just fill out a short questionnaire, you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no extra cost. It's time to get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Deloney today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Deloney. This is The Ramsey Show. If you're a new listener and you want to dive deeper into some of the lingo we use on the show, the baby steps, all that jazz, you can go to RamseySolutions.com and click on the Get Started button, and we've got a great little tool to help you figure out the next best step for your financial journey based on where you're at today. That's RamseySolutions.com, and click on Get Started. Mary joins us up next in Knoxville. Mary, welcome to The Ramsey Show. Hi, it's so crazy to be talking to you. How are you? It's crazy to be talking to Mary in Knoxville. I was just thinking the same thing. How are you? That's crazy. You made it. I'm good. I know. (laughs) What's your question today? Uh, My question, I have a $5,000 bonus for work coming up in January. Um, I think that I should put it towards my retirement, um, but my husband thinks that we're already putting too much into retirement and that we should save it towards our house fund. Ooh. I think option three, George just had a baby and they are strapped for cash. We'll do a GoFundMe. Yes. <laughs> okay, so this is exciting. So you've got a bonus coming in January, and do you, do you feel like you're overfunding retirement? I don't feel like we can overfund retirement because we're young and so we can calm down when we're older. And so I feel like we can just go hard when we're young, you know? Okay. So you guys have no debt 
you have an emergency fund and you're investing 15% already? Um, we're investing 22%. Oh, but you still have a mortgage. No, 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 to, I'm sorry, for a down payment. Oh, so you don't, we're you're renting. renting. Right now. Yeah. Okay, you're renting, but you're also investing 22%, but you're also trying to save for a down payment. That sounds like a lot of things right. at once to feel any progress. Well, it, I mean, we have a decent amount of progress. I mean, we have like 150000 saved for a down payment. Wow. So what's stopping you from putting that money down and buying a house? Well, we got married two months ago, so... There it is. It's just like this is all figuring new. things out. How old are you yeah. two? I'm 24 and 25. Wow, that's incredible. Okay, so here's the deal. You guys are in baby step 3B slash 4. That's kind of down payment investing. And if you're following the baby steps, you would be investing 15%. And you could be saving for the down payment. Now, some people like to hunker down and invest nothing to save up even more for the down payment faster. You guys already have a giant mm -hmm. stash. I would continue investing 15%. Let's dial that back down, which would give you 7% of your income back to throw at the down payment, correct? Mm-hmm. So what if we kept doing that? When is your lease up with this uh, rental situation? Uh, July. Okay. So what if we started house hunting early this you know, spring, summer, and we added the 5,000 to, you said the bonus is coming in January. So you'll have 5,000 there. Yeah. Add that to the savings. And then we put a giant down payment down on this house. Cause the goal would be, let's pay off the house before we crank up investing. Cause to your point, right. you guys have another 35 working years to continue investing. You're going to be multi, multi-millionaires. So the real question is why is your husband fearful of not having enough? Because if you've, has he crunched the calculators on this? I'm guessing he has. What do you, what an do investment you mean calculator. He's like, of not having a take what you have in retirement now, take what you're investing every month, calculate, hey, by 60 years old, we're probably going to have north of six, seven million dollars. Well, I think, well, I think I'm the one for one thing who's worried about not having enough. But also, after we have kids, I plan on stop working and being a stay at home mom. And so, just trying to set us, ourselves up best, I think, for that situation. Okay. Well, that would mean we need to get his income up and our expenses down to where we can make that work. Because the retirement, that won't really be a factor. You're not going to be able to dip into that when you're, you know, 38 years old. Mm -hmm. So I would be focused right now on putting as much of a down payment down to get your mortgage as low as possible, which would allow you to stay home. Because that's a monthly expense okay. until it's paid off. Yeah, that makes total sense. So uh, I, I guess I'm on your team of let's put this toward the down payment and let's get this uh, house sooner rather than later. Okay. I mean, you guys are great. ready. Thank you, you have so an much. awesome down payment. So proud of you guys. Congrats on uh, getting married. Very exciting times. You know what? Uh, I know you're off the line now, Mary, but I'm going to send you one year of Financial Peace University and a year of the premium version of Every Dollar to get you guys started. I think that will align you and get you on the same page which will be fun. Can they at least go to dinner? I think dinner would be helpful to talk about this. Everything's better over good food. So take that $5,000 and go to a really nice, like bonusy dinner and talk about the yeah. future like that. I'm excited for you. Congrats. All right, let's get to Danelle in Sacramento. Danelle, welcome to the show. Hi, how are you guys? Doing great. How are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. Um, so my question today, um, we are on baby step two, working toward paying off our debt. 
And um, we were able to free up um, about $5,000 to put towards some debt. But of course, as it goes, um, now we have a water heater out that we're going to have to pay for. Ouch. Um, so I haven't, yeah, I haven't used that money towards the debt yet. Um, it happened within the same day or so that we were able to get it. And um, our house, we do have a home warranty. I'm not quite sure what that's going to pay for yet. Um, and then we also um, had a quote for about $5,000, which is about the money we had. So I don't know if this is a silly question or not, but um, should I put that money towards the debt and wait and to see how much the water heat is going to cost? We do have the $1,000 saved in our emergency fund um, and hope that the home warranty covers it or wait to pay off that debt until we find out how much it's going to cost. Well, this time frame, is, are we talking a week or two to find out? Uh, the plumber that came out said it could take six to ten days. The home warranty people tend to be slow. So um, even now we have no hot water. They don't care about that. Oh, um, my gosh. So, it's awful. Yeah. So we're um, we're just waiting around. Uh, we are reaching out to the plumber I would be calling them so the often that they are like, okay, here's your answer. Yeah. Um, and I take cold showers, so I'd be fine. John loves yeah. it. <laughs> His family hates him, well, but course, he loves it. Yeah, of course this happens when the weather starts cooling down. I would have been fine with it summer, but... Uh, sure. You know. <laughs> well, I would <laughs> I would hang tight. Right I mean, if we're talking six business days, what I don't want you to do is you throw the five grand of debt, and now we know this mm -hmm. storm is upon us, and then we have to go into mm -hmm. debt to cover this hot water heater. That would be a bad yeah. plan. So if we're talking waiting yeah. a week to see how this shakes down, to see uh, if, if the warranty is going to cover it, which I hope it does, I would fight them tooth and nail because, you know, their job mm -hmm. is to make sure they don't pay for it. And so I would be right. looking at that fine print, fighting them, and getting this thing covered. Because that is time well spent if it means $5,000 for an hour of your time. Yeah, I guess I'm just I'm curious because if, I, if we didn't happen to have this chunk of money that we are blessed to have right at this moment, we would have only had that $1,000 to throw at this. And I don't know what we would have done otherwise. No, that's true. And a lot of people have that hang up with baby step one with a thousand bucks. They go, hey, what if there's an emergency over a thousand? Well, there's a thing you do mm -hmm. where you pause the baby steps. We're going to stack up cash as fast as possible. We're going to sell stuff. We're going to get the side job. Whatever we have to do to come up with that amount of money and those future paychecks mm -hmm. are going to be enough mm -hmm. to cover it. And that's what happens okay. uh, often. But I mean, what you also, you also have to understand the, the plumber, the plumber mm -hmm. is only used to dealing with people with credit cards. And so mm -hmm. he's going to look at you and say, this is a terrible decision to, fi to fix this, to repair this. Mm -hmm. This doesn't have much time left. Let's just replace it. And you have to change yeah. your mindset to, we don't have any other money, so I want to fix it. Well, I can try mm -hmm. to fix it, but it's going to be great because that's all I have <laughs> right now is $1,000. And so... Often it's like, well, I got to replace it because the plumber said, well, I'm going to find me a plumber that will come fix this thing. Well, they duct tape it together as long as my house is safe until mm -hmm. I can, like Georgia said, I'm going to scratch and claw and sell and do whatever I have to do, deliver pizzas. And I'm going to hate every second of it, but I'm doing it for hot water. Right. And then at the end right, of the month, yeah. I'm going to figure figure this thing yeah. out at the end of two months or whatever. It's so be take. sure to shop around negotiate tell them hey do you have a cash discount hey i'll leave you a great review in the neighborhood facebook group if you can bring the price down and if you work that kind of magic and you're not 
too desperate, which I know it's hard to not to be in times like this, then uh, we'll get mm-hmm. through this. But Ask I'm glad a buddy you if they know how to install one, right? Um, that could put some. We could put a message up here, and somebody in this building knows how to do it, right? hundred so percent. Figure it out. Yeah, we're wishing you the best, and El, thank you so much for the call, and uh, best of luck with that debt payoff and the water heater. That puts this hour of the Ramsey Show in the books. I'm George Camel. He's Dr. John Deloney. We'll be back before you know it. Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create amazing relationships. I'm George Campbell, joined by Dr. John Deloney this hour. This is your show, America, so call in at 888-825-5225. And I'm in an incredibly good mood today because I'm wearing my Deloney shirt in honor of Dr. John Deloney's book launch week, month. If year, it feels like you're one of those girls who's like, it's my birthday month. And I'm like, you, that's not a thing. You get one day. It's my book day. But this entire last month has felt like I feel like a with your party. book coming out, I've heard more about your book drama than mine. Drama? Yes. I didn't know about the drama. Do you, you like this color? What's the right color? What do you think about the backside? That well, is what true. What about this? I, I don't know about the book. Like the that. amount of decisions that go into making a book, it's unbelievable. So and the amount I'm of second of you. guessing you put oh, on yeah. decisions that you've already made is is pretty amazing. But now you know what it's like to walk through the world feeling Deloney. like Deloney. Feels I feel good, doesn't it? Well, I feel insecure. You feel insecure? I don't know if it's the shirt. I feel exposed. And both powerful and insecure. I think I think the exposure part is... Um, That's a big piece You're really it. a short sleeve kind of guy. Yeah. But, but I think you... Uh, both, I don't have the muscle mass to support it. You're both insecure and uh, feel powerful. And now you know how That's I feel. That's the Deloney way. Well, hey, we are here for you, America, and Eric is here in Wichita on the line. Eric, what's going on? Hey, how's it going, guys? Doing well. How are you? Good, good. Uh, I have a quick question. So, uh, well, wife and I, my beautiful wife and I, have been uh, <laughs> doing the... <laughs> That's a great caveat. Hey, here's what I guarantee he's about to do. He's about to say he thinks something and she thinks different. Am I right? And you think she's wrong. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Yes, you're right. And I think she's listening. So I'm. I'm, I'm so I'm, guys I'm, say my yeah. beautiful wife and women say my amazing husband when they're about to say, <laughs> and I think they're an idiot. The other person's an idiot. So go ahead. <laughs> Tell us what, how your beautiful wife may be an idiot, Eric. <laughs> All right. You said it, not me. But uh, <laughs> smart man. We, we had, um, we've been doing the steps. And we are now down to just my student loans, which is about $9,000 left. Um, and she has an opinion that we should not pay the student loans and we should just start saving that do the three to six months of expenses because there is a, a very high chance that her car is going to go out within the next year or so. Uh, and we don't, we just have a thousand dollars of emergencies. So I don't know, um, what you guys think about that. Should we just tackle the, how much money do you have in the bank? Uh, probably about, uh, we have about 3,500 bucks. Okay. So you got a little more than that baby step one emergency fund. And what's your income? Uh, 150 a year. Oh my gosh. So these student loans are paid off within a few months. Max, the the student loans we if we really buckle down we could we could do it within three to four months I three think three months so ninety days from now the student loans are gone you said her car could die within a year and that you know gives you nine more that? months we're gonna have a presidential election you know what that means it's all going down 
Russia could invade, and after that, a meteorite could come, and after that... <laughs> yeah, can her car not also be repaired? I mean, it's it's pretty old. This is 2006, um, and she, I mean, she'll drive it until it doesn't go anymore. That's the type of woman she is, but... Uh, I yeah, think we use, if she's that scared, she should use that fire to fuel the debt-free journey to go, we got to get out of debt fast, we get the emergency fund fast, then we got to start the car savings fund fast, because I know this thing's going to be dead in a year. Versus right. leapfrogging, you said, hey, we're doing these steps. Well, the steps are in order for a reason, they work. And if you try to do multiple at once, it doesn't work. It, let's be honest, though. I get, how, how much debt have y'all paid off? Uh, we, we owned a business, uh, so it was, it's been about, it was about 35,000, uh, but I sold my business as well. So that actually helped us a lot. Okay. I sold, I sold my business and then, uh, uh, paid everything else off. How long have y'all been chipping away at this? Uh, about, well, um, really about three years. Okay. Because our business was kind of going downhill and So yeah. I I remember I remember like year 2, year 3 mark, we've been hammering away and hammering away and hammering away at this. And I felt like I should get my new car now. And then my wife and I were just at zero. Right? We just we did all that work to just get to zero and now you're telling me I got to go two more years and save up to buy the car that I want? which is a used car, by the way. So right. I get her looking down the barrel of, are you serious right now? Like we have nine, we're going to go crazy and get this thing done in 90 days. And then we start the savings thing all over again for my car. Is this just our life? And so I think there's some truth to just sitting and going, yeah, that does stink, man. We worked really hard for three and a half years. We've grind and we scratched and clawed and we paid everything off. And now we got to scratch and claw again to save up to buy you a new car. Right. That is hard. And that's reality. Eric, what is uh, y'all's take home pay? Is it about nine grand? Uh, it's nine grand. Yeah. She, yeah, I make uh, 60,000 and she makes. And 80. we're not investing right now for paying off debt, right? Right. Okay. So making nine grand a month, can you find 4,500 bucks? Can you take half of that and throw it at the debt and be done in two months? If you buckle down? Yeah. Hey, we could. I would have to look at it again, but but think about that. Then in two months, you free up forty five hundred bucks you were throwing at it, plus that student loan payment. That means nine months from then, you'd have forty grand saved. You'd have your emergency fund plus enough to get an upgrade for the car. Right. So that, I mean, we're talking less than twelve months from now. And so if you start to paint that picture and go, "Hey, honey, I hear you. I'm not trying to be combative here. I'm just saying, look at these numbers. We can do this and do it quickly." If we buckle down, do you have something you could put on the table? I'm not going to go out to eat for lunch with my workmates for a month. I'm going to make lunch. Yeah, I mean, I could, I could do that. I'm just wondering if there's something you could put on the table that says, "Hey, I'm, in, I'm all in." She I'm sees you're all, serious. All in. I want these student loans gone out of my life. Here, George and I say it's ludicrous to not pay student loans and start saving up for a car for another car that might die in a year. That's madness. You've got debt staring you right in the face. Pay it off. Right. Get, get rid of that stuff. Um, but, man, I, I think a conversation about, okay, here's, instead of presenting the, all right, we're, gonna, we're just going to go crazy for 90 more days. I love George's plan. Like, let's, let's sit down and come up with a 12-month plan. 
here's how this works. If I buckle down, I'm going to make this commitment because I know you're going to need a car, but I got to get these student loans out of our house. We have to get these student loans out of here. Let's make a plan. And then in 12 months, we're going to look up and we're going to have an emergency fund and you're going to have a new car. Yeah. Or maybe not a new car, but a used new a car. A new to you car. Right. Right. It's well, that simple and it's that hard, Eric. Well, I, I wish it was a shortcut. <laughs> yeah, math and reality are no fun sometimes. Sometimes they're awesome. But we feel like fuddy no duddies fun. over here being like, you got to just pay out. But that's how it works. And it's worked for so many people. We believe in it that much. We're that confident in this plan. You got to do it in order with intensity. That's the only way it works. Thanks so much for the call, Eric. This is The Ramsey Show. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm George Camel, co-host, of course, of this show, but also of Smart Money Happy Hour with my friend Rachel Cruz and the George Camel YouTube channel, which you can check out on the tubes. And of course, I'm uh, joined by Dr. John Deloney, who's got a fantastic show that he hosts right next door to this studio called The Dr. John Deloney Show. And you guys are crushing it over there, John. You just passed 200,000 subscribers on YouTube. I can't catch up, man. You'll have me it's caught a losing by the end battle. of the month. So it's a losing battle. I see what you're doing there. But the team's done amazing the work. The George Campbell Show will pass my show and well, YouTube subscribers too. you just launched this like mini documentary episode on your YouTube channel. Yeah, that, that is, is pretty amazing. Rad. Yeah, the, 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 we actually, they came to us and said, hey, we want you to follow somebody for 90 days. And let's let's call your bluff. Let's see if these little um, steps to the building an audience. The six choices you talk about in Let's the book. see if this actually works. And so we put out a call and we ended up with an incredible guy who came forward and said, I'm willing to do, film the whole thing. And, um, and then his wife ends up coming along halfway through the, 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 sh- the shoot. But um, what the film team was able to do, what this guy was able to do, he's just a brave dude, man. Um, and they got to see the behind the scenes, me answering calls saying I was wrong, me going, whoa, this is a big deal and it's not a big deal. Kind of some inside baseball on how the coaching process works, but um yeah, it's pretty incredible. Go to go to johndeloney.com on no, I'm sorry, go to YouTube slash John Deloney and you can check it out. It's an amazing um one episode series and Yeah, um, it's about twenty eight minutes and it is cool. well worth your time. The team did an it's incredible a TV job. Show. Yeah, they did a great job, man. That's the start, John. Next up, Netflix is calling you. All right. Well, John, I've got an article here that it made me happy, and a lot of people have sent this to me, and I shouldn't be as happy as I am, but there's those I told you so moments that I rarely get, and this is you one of them. You love those. Here, here it is from Business Insider. Here's the headline. 95% of the NFT market may now be worthless, study finds. No. To which I retorted, they were always worthless. There was just people stupid enough to pay for them. You mean, um, <laughs> digital clip art? is now suddenly not worth billions? John, it has a scientific name, non-fungible token. It's clip art. Fair really point. fancy clip art. Fair point. That Bill Gates gave us originally for free. Just for free. Wow. Here Through go, Microsoft. Guys. Through Microsoft. Clippy. Here's some pictures y'all can y'all can have. And here we are in 2023 still talking about it. Uh, here, here's what it says. Are NFTs dead? A recent study looking at the price of thousands of collections seems to suggest the answer is is yes. And so here's the report. Out of 73,000 NFT collections, the researchers looked at almost 70,000 of them, and slightly over 95% had a market cap of zero, which is a fancy way of saying it's worthless. (laughs) So by their estimate, almost 23 million people hold these worthless assets. This daunting reality should serve as a sobering check on the euphoria that has often surrounded the NFT space. 
Ouch. And 79% of all NFT collections currently remain unsold. The surplus of supply, it's digital. There's not really a surplus of supply of a digital, they claim, you know, it's, it's John, this is the one token. But here's what NFTs really are. It's like a treasure map that points to the treasure that you're buying. You're buying a URL link that goes to the photo. You don't even own the photo, John. The original artist owns the photo. You own the URL. That's a flex on your friends that says, I'm the sole owner of this one photo that you can screenshot instantly. <laughs> it's that insane. Like, we Here, thought timeshares awesome. were insane. This is like a sense of ownership of a sense of ownership. If you said, hey, um, I discovered a, a, a pipe that I can drill down into the ground and get water so all of us don't die, I would say, cool, I would like to, I would like to buy into that. Or if you said, hey, um, I got another drill and I drilled down into a reservoir of oil. Or I created clean energy. It's going to be free for everybody. So things that provide value to I would society? Say, I'm going to buy that. If you said, hey, have I got a deal for you? For $4 million, I'm going to give you a picture of a link to a digital picture that you can't really show anybody because it's like not really the thing, but you just have the link to it. I'd be like, not even a piece of art. Like, go buy a Picasso. I'm all about that. Hang out art up in your house. I've got art in my house. I, sure. I deeply value art. Support but, local art. But I can't have it like in the, my house. No, 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 no. It's not, it's not even that kind. It's it's an NFT. I would just have to say, like, I don't know. I don't know any of the words you're saying. And so, I, yeah. I, for that reason, I'm out. Oh, boy. Well, you uh, you didn't miss out, John. Fewer than 1% have a price tag above six grand now, which is a far cry from the regular million dollar deals of two years ago. So much hype. And here's the thing the people that were excited about it were the people selling it. Which I told people, I said, hey, the people, like, get into NFTs if you're going to make them and sell them. Good for you. If you want to hustle people out of a buck. But also... But don't buy it thinking it's an investment and I'm going to resell it for profit, which is the only reason people were buying them. Anytime somebody drums up something and, like, goes, ah! And there's not evidence. You're not, like, on this show, you could say, FPU, it's an NFT. No, there's a track record. There's 10 million people. Right, it's not just a guy on the street corner going buy my thing. It's millions of people. There's debt free screams almost every day. Like, no, no, I follow the plan and my family's free. Anytime a group of people are like, you should do it too. Just be weary. Just be weary because, man, dude. Well, that's the nail in the digital coffin, John. And you can buy a link if you want to see a picture of that digital <laughs> coffin for the low, low price of six thousand dollars. That was or fun. or the market cap of zero. Ouch. So there you go. There's my segment of I told you so. Thanks for that. All right. Ken joins us up next in Orlando. Ken, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, my, my wife and I have been listening for a long time following the steps. And uh, we've been lately, we've been discussing baby step number six. And every now and then I'll hear in the other room of the house, we're debt free. So I knew I had to call you guys to really discuss um my mortgage and paying that down okay. uh, because, because I'm more about the investment side and she really wants to get rid of the, uh, the debt. So just to, just a brief background of both in our fifties, I'm 54, she's 51 and I'm a physician. She's an occupational therapist and we have four kids in their late teens and early twenties, essentially. Cool. I have, I bought a house um, <clears throat> after it was in 2021 uh, is $1.5 million. And I was able to put just about a million down. And I took out a conventional loan at 525, 525,000 at 2.5% 20 year term. So there's 
17 years left and about $120,000 worth of interest. On the, on the number four side of things, I've been investing every month into mutual funds, which has grown nicely over the years. Mm-hmm. And I could afford to take out approximately 350000 to pay off a significant amount of that uh, What's left loan. on the mortgage? Um, it's 17 years. Four, What's four the balance? Yeah, 474000 Okay. And you're saying you have non-retirement investing happening in like a brokerage account? Yeah. Okay. Exactly. What's in there? Mutual index funds. About... Four hundred fifty to five hundred thousand. Whoa! So you could pay off the house today. Yeah, well, I, yeah. I don't want to go down to zero though, but yeah, I can probably put a good. That's the question because your wife wants to go down to zero and free up that mortgage <laughs> payment. But you're what yeah, you're saying does. is, but babe, we could make so much more leaving it in these mutual funds the way the market's going, right? That's the argument. Yeah, over the years, it's traditionally gotten seven to eight percent. Yeah. That's a that's truly a hard thing to grapple with for the folks who love to see those numbers go up. And we love investing around here. But are you already investing in retirement? Yeah, I have fully funded 401k. It's, it's done very well. Amazing. And you're in your 50s. What's your household income? Uh, gross, uh, 450 to 500. So riddle me this. Could you not invest? <laughs> could you not get back up to five hundred thousand in a brokerage account within a few years, max? Two years without a mortgage payment. I don't know about two years, but well, without a well, yeah, no mortgage payment. Could I you put two hundred out of five hundred into that brokerage account? Yes. There I we go. It, I, I, yeah, I would double my investment monthly on a monthly basis pretty quickly. Yeah, you're going to retire a multi multi millionaire, Ken. And in the meantime, I want you to have peace and freedom and owe nobody anything and allow yourself to enjoy these moments with these kids before they're all out Cash of the house. Cash it out, baby. Go on amazing vacations. Cash it out, baby. Pay that house off. And remember, if you hate being debt-free, no mortgage payment, just go get yourself into more debt. You can, they'll always give you a loan against that house, Ken. So uh, I, I hope you become debt-free. I think you're going to enjoy it. I don't think you'll look back, man. Thanks so much for the call. This is The Ramsey Show. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm George Camel, joined by Dr. John Deloney this hour. Give us a call at 888-825-5225. And if you're wondering why I'm wearing a shirt that just says Deloney on it, it's because I'm here to support my friend John Deloney during his book launch week. We're all very excited about it around here. Uh, and I'm excited we have a launch party tomorrow here at the uh, event center. It's going off, man. Can't wait. I uh, We've never done one of these. We haven't. Not with the level of complexity slash level of um, work I still have to do in the next 24 hours to get this thing we off. We are throwing a rager on the clock. But it's going to be pretty wild. I'm excited about it. Well, yeah, 12 Bring earplugs. It's going to be loud. Yes. All right. Let's get to Carol in Indianapolis. Carol, how's it going? Good. Thank you. How can we help today? Uh, my husband and I are debt-free, net worth about a million. We have six months emergency savings. Congratulations. We, uh, thank you. Thank you. After seeing multiple homes over the last few years, we bought a very sought-after lot. So much so we're being contacted by like private builders asking if we want to sell. But we're currently very happy in what we thought would be a temporary home, but we are growing out of it. My main question is, is now a good time to build since I own the lot 
Do I need a realtor for custom build? Um, we have about 75 grand saved up for what we think we're going to build. Okay. Have you started reaching out to builders? Because that's really the only people you need to work with at this point. Oh, yeah, do you think it's, it's a good time to build? Well, the right time to build is when you have the money. And so that's the beauty of, of having that financial freedom. So if you're asking, is the right time to build, is it as far as the economy goes, rates or what? Because you guys are going to take on a mortgage to do the economy, this? The economy, we would have to. I mean, our current home is worth about 480 And you would sell that? that we that's, I don't know if we should rent it to I make think money you out of it. Sell or it. No, please don't, please don't okay. take money out of it. Please, 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 please don't take money out of it. Don't put okay, one house on the would, block uh, for another house. That's a way to lose them okay. both. But we would still need to take out a small mortgage, maybe two hundred grand. Okay. So okay. if you if you sold the house, yes. So you sell the house, you get you know let's say four forty out of it, mm-hmm. and then you have your seventy five. That puts you at a little over five hundred, and you're saying, hey, it's going to cost seven hundred all in. We take out a mortgage for two hundred of that. It might be more closer to eight now that I think about it. Okay. <laughs> it's just so expensive. Well, what's your household income? Our household income, it varies from month to month, but I could say on average about 12000 Fantastic. So let's say, hey, we really need to keep this mortgage around 3000 And if we're going to do that on mm-hmm. a 15-year, we can start crunching the numbers to go, are we ready for this build? Are we ready to take on an $800,000 project, or do we need to wait? And save up another fifty grand, a hundred grand, to make this make sense. Right, we could easily hold off in this house for no more than two years. Okay, but it's not—it's not too early to do the homework and go. Hey, let's con- contact a builder. Let's start to see what this would actually cost. Let's see how much mortgage we could actually afford based on our income, and that will give you some actual facts versus just I think and maybe and I feel I like to have some real numbers okay. on it. The facts. Okay. And do I need a realtor for a custom build? No, you own the land. You're going to have to, I would recommend getting several builders and having them give you a bid and have some sort okay. of idea of what you want the house to look like. And maybe you and your husband can go through plans online or hand them to a builder and say, here's what we're interested in, or look around and ask people at your local church, whoever, who have used a custom builder. We had a great experience. We had Perfect. a terrible experience. And then interview them at your house. They work for okay. you. Right. And then uh, ask right. them to give you all in costs and go through that whole process. Now, the spot uh, where a realtor could come in, Carol, is their expertise, their relationships with builders in the area, their negotiation skills, uh, project oversight, resale considerations, things like that. I would still say, hey, there's a lot of value in having a realtor involved. But do you need a realtor in order to build a home if you own the lot? Not necessarily. How do you say goodbye to them? <laughs> since they helped us buy the lot and our current home. Uh, so are they wanting in on this? Because you already have a current realtor they, that you love? Oh, yes, she helped us buy our current home and the lot. And she's mentioned, when you're ready to build, contact me, contact me. And uh, I, don't, I haven't had the guts to say goodbye. Well, so maybe do this. Call her and ask her, what does a realtor help me do? What's the value? Okay. How are you making money from this? What is this relationship look like and then if it's if it doesn't make sense for you guys just say hey thank you so much you've been amazing but we're going to continue forward without a realtor on this one and maybe you do work with her and maybe it's a huge blessing but i'm just if you're the question is do i absolutely need one no okay i'm saving up to have some work done at my place and 
it has never occurred to me to call a realtor. Maybe that's on me. Maybe maybe I'm wrong on that one, but that's never occurred to me. Um, I have uh, reached out to several folks who would be either general contractors or builders to come out and help me. And if I did keep her, I would pay her out of my pocket, correct? It would you'd probably pay a percentage of the total build. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm curious okay. about, what, how the deal would be structured, if she's willing to negotiate on that. But you're not buying a house. She's not finding you a house. She's not searching through MLS, and she's not putting you into a system. Um, it's not a traditional realtor relationship. She, Yeah. Gotcha. And so maybe you're going to pay her 0.5% or 1% to help find you the right builder, and I don't think she's going to be serving as a general contractor, making sure everything that what the builder's going to do. And so... Um, I don't exactly know what that relationship would be, but it, if you have a good relationship with her, she's been trustworthy. Sounds like she's been awesome. Sit down and say, like, what would you bring to this equation? Because otherwise, I'm just going to call, start calling builders, and begin to thumb through them that way. Love it. Best of luck, Carol. That's a big project. Excited for you guys. All right, Christian joins us in Los Angeles. Christian, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks hey. for taking my call. Sure. How can we help? Hey, so um, I'm a I'm 27. I live at home debt-free um, at my parents' house. Uh, so I have no bills. Uh, they don't pay, They don't charge me any rent. Um, I'm currently making gross 80000 a year. Awesome. In savings, I have 80000 cash, 130 liquid. And I'm look, I don't invest in anything except for just my, uh, my pension plan. Um, so I'm not going to be able to touch that anytime soon. But... Um, I'm looking to invest essentially, and I looked at the market CDs and/or if I were to throw it at the stock market into like a mutual fund. Um, I do plan on using my money to purchase a home within the next two years um, once I have enough for for a down payment, um, which is looking to be about it's going to be about 150 thousand for what I'm looking at. Okay. Um, in my range, so I'm looking at uh, my money's not doing anything for me right now. Essentially, it's all, like I said, it's 80 thousand sitting in the bank. Um, I'm, when I say liquid, I purchased a truck cash, um, just because I never had a new vehicle. And honestly, I'm considering just selling it and I'll, I'll get 50, 50,000 oh, okay. right now. So. Yeah. You said 130 liquid. That's including if you sold the truck. Exactly. I have 80,000 cash though. And so I'm looking to just invest in some, I'm not, I'm can't buy a home right now. I, I mean, the house, the prices are just crazy. Um, they're not going to go down, man. I hate to, yeah, I, so, I know everyone says that they're not. Um, yeah, I, I understand that. I'm looking to, I guess my long-term goal is like my five-year plan essentially is I'm going to just, you know, stay at home, not pretty much pay no bill, just my minimal regular bills, but can I five years. Can I push back on that? Why? Um, I know it makes economic I sense. Being, I, I get that, but man, you got to go out and live your life. You got to learn how to pay bills. You got to learn yeah. how to live on your own, have your friends. Yeah, no, I, I get that. Um, I'm just, I don't want to, yeah, I can go out and get like a cheaper uh, condo. I don't want to get wrapped up in HOAs. I guess I'm, uh, right now, the home prices that I'm looking at, it's like go hey, go, go rent. You're you're a 27, 28 year old man Get making some roommates, 80 grand time. a year, living with his mom. Yeah, but so Christian, you're, you're saying I should just go and rent. Yes, because listen, you, okay. this is this is a the math problem. You're you're right. The math problem. I am able to save this much money at my mom and dad's house. Yes, there is the psychosocial development side of this where you learn how to be an adult how to be a grown man and lean on yourself, that discomfort of having a place, making the calls, having to set up your own electricity, call it when the bill's wrong. All of those things are about being an adult. 
going to your neighbors and saying, hey, we all turn the music down. Those are all skills your body needs to learn that you don't get when mommy's doing your laundry mm-hmm. for you at 30 years of age. So Christian, sell the truck. Too much of your world. Get something reasonable. Don't invest this money. Put it in a high-yield savings account because that time horizon is way too short, my friend. I know you work hard for your money. And the key to keeping more of it in your pocket is by making a plan for your spending with a budget. And every dollar is the budgeting app that I use personally because it's perfect for looking every dollar you make in its little president face and telling it exactly where you want it to go. Just like you told that guy in traffic exactly where you wanted him to go. And even better, every dollar walks you through the entire budgeting journey so you always know your next right step. Download every dollar for free in the App Store or Google Play today. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ramsey personality George Camel, joined by my colleague, Dr. John Deloney. Strictly colleagues, sometimes friends. Best friends. And we are here for you, America. The number to call, 888-825-5225. We love having a conversation with you, helping you take the right next step with your money, your life, your relationships, all of it. Taylor's up next in Milwaukee. Taylor, welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going, guys? Great, how are you? You're a little muffled. Uh, Speak directly into your phone for me. A little muffled. Is that better? That's Perfect. Okay. Um, So my fiance and I have been struggling to pay off a little bit of our credit card debt. And I was thinking the other night, she works, she makes about $1,450 a month take home. And she's paying, we're paying $1,200 a month in daycare. Um, And so I thought to myself, why? We do do Instacart um, and, and DoorDash and stuff on the side. Um, and I thought to myself, why don't you just quit your job? Put your two week notice in. She's starting cosmetology school in the spring anyway. So she's going to have to be leaving her job. Why don't you quit your job? Um, and just do Instacart, DoorDash, uh, stuff like that, uh, full time, um, with our son staying at home more with him. Uh, and it's kind of funny. I was listening to you guys a show a couple days ago and I kind of feel like a little desperate right now. Um, and I picked up something that stuck with me and it said that when you're feeling desperate, you're going to make a, you're going to be stupid. You're going to make a stupid choice. Yes. Um, good call. So I thought, man, you know, maybe I could get out here and talk to you guys and see how you guys feel about this. What do you feel desperate about brother? Just so we're, so listening to your show, we've been paying off we've been throwing all of our extra pennies, um, at our credit cards too. We have just over 20, about 20, $23,000 in debt. Um, and we want to take care of it cause we want to buy a house. So we've been throwing all of our extra pennies at it. Well, I had to pay for books, um, for my school. I'm uh, a apprentice electrician, IBW and books came due. So I had to pay for my books and I thought I was adding my credit card payment, but I paid the whole thing. So that was a couple weeks ago. And so the last couple weeks we've been kind of literally living paycheck to paycheck, working out of a negative bank account, trying to catch up because we totally did not expect that. Cause then a couple of days later, her, our payment for daycare, um, glitched and it double paid that week. So we paid out like $1,500 extra that we were not expecting that week. And so we're finally just, that was a couple of weeks ago. We're finally just tomorrow, you know, when she gets paid, uh, we won't be working out of a negative account. We can get back on track, you know, working at her debt. Um, she just got into a car accident Friday. So, which oh. it might help. It wasn't her, it wasn't her fault. Someone pulled out in front of her. Um, so in a roundabout way, we might 
not have to pay her car loan anymore. You know, and we'll just buy a beater car because God, I don't want to pay. I don't want enough. Uh, another car so is the twenty three thousand total between the car loan and the credit cards? No, I'm not including that car loan into this. If we include that, it's up over forty. But oh I don't gosh. think we're going to have to. I okay. think yeah. I think What's that's your income? Eliminated. My income right now is twenty four hundred a month. Um, take home. Um, we, I work a lot of overtime with my job, uh, and it's temporarily permanent overtime, I guess, because with being a, a those are, hold on, with are opposite yeah. words. With overtime, you're bringing them twenty four hundred a month. No, no, no. With overtime, it's like thirty three hundred a month, and it's that's consistent for. I know, but that's five hundred extra winner. dollars, right? No, yeah, I'm sorry, thirty three nine hundred extra dollars. But I wanted to use. I I don't want to count on that overtime because at any point it could get eliminated, right? Here, so okay, you've my, got you've got money chaos, but let me just cut right yeah, to it, dude. Underneath yeah. that, you've got other chaos. What yeah. is it? Well, so a couple years ago, we wanted to buy. We really wanted to buy a house, so we thought we could move into my parents' house and save up some money. Uh, well, that didn't work. COVID hit, and this hit, and we got frugal with the money, and it just it just underneath we that kids. what's underneath that um here's what you sound like to me okay you sound like a dad you got one kid or two kids two two kids is this woman your wife um no we're engaged we've we've been engaged for about eight years why we just, i don't know we just have so when we've, Hold on, wait, we don't, we, we don't, we don't, we don't time to go through the whole thing. Here's what it sounds like. Yeah, 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 yeah. You sound like a guy who is fraying at the edges in a way that makes me makes me nervous for you. The okay. money is symptomatic of a life of a guy playing whack a mole with his life. Yeah. I Can I? That. I'm gonna ask you a hard question. You don't have to answer it. Are you using right now? Um, I I drink. Okay. No. Yes. Here's how I know that. The way you are living, your body was not designed to handle the whack-a-mole stress you put on it, and you have to have something to shut that system down. Um, either you got to have something to speed up that system to keep up with it, or you got to have something to shut it down. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a very anxious person. Yes, yes. What you need, my man, is to, uh, you have to have a plan, but you got to have something beneath all of this, dude. Let me ask you, what are you running from? Failure, I guess. Yes. Why? What are you scared of, man? You have a woman who loves you, you got two healthy kids. Yeah, I mean, honestly, this might sound kind of crazy, but I've always been commitment. I'm afraid of commitment. I've always been really good at everything I do, but I can't ever just stick with one thing. Okay. But when you get lasered in on something, I bet you're freaking amazing, aren't you? I'm enjoying my career right now. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. But are you the kind of guy that's going to get certified and get a great job, and six months later you're going to be like, oh, look over here? Um, I, no. Okay. I can't. I can't. So here's yeah, the deal. I'm 33. I don't want to start over again. I love I love what I do. I really do. That's amazing. That's amazing. You are I need you. I want you to do something crazy when we get off this call. And it's going to sound insane, okay? okay? I want you to make a fist 
and I want you to put it right in the middle of your chest, and I want you to walk into your bathroom and shut the door and say these words out loud. I love this guy. And I want you to stare yourself in the eyes. And my, I'd be willing to bet money that that's going to be hard for you to do. Because right now you have a woman telling you, I love you so much, I'll, I will play your little commitment gymnastics even though we're together for eight years because she loves you that much. And you got two kids who love you. You got parents who are like, dude, move on in. You have a boss that's like, do we want you so bad around here? We're going to give you extra time because we need you and your skill set and your character around here. The only person I hear in your life that doesn't believe in you is you. And that has to stop today. You got two little boys. You got two little kids looking up to you, man. Okay. I just called an electrician and spent an ungodly amount of money. You know what I looked at that guy and I said? I said, I trust you to take care of my family because you have a skill set I don't have. Please help. And he came in. He said, I got you. That's what you do for guys like me. Yeah. Every day I do that. But you have to address the drinking. And you have to address the anxiety. And you have to address this pretend I'm not getting married because I don't like commitment, but I'm with the same person. I've built a family and a home, but sort of with this woman. Marry her and be done with that. So your body can rest. Right? And then yeah, I, we'll yeah, give you a I plan agree. on the money. We'll give you a plan on the money, man. You just got to follow the plan. Okay. Does that, I mean, does that sound good? It does, yeah. Taylor, I don't think the solution here is, man, if she just stays home, our problems are over. You're just trading one problem for it's another. It's whack-a-mole. It's whack-a-mole. And it's not going to get you out of the money mess. It's not going to be a big dent in the financial hole you guys have created. But you got to get serious about this. If she can get her income up, that will help the problem. We're going to hook you up. Listen, That's- I'm going to send you Building a oh, Non-Anxious okay. Life, my new book. I want you to follow it. The second thing is I'm going to send you every dollar the best money app for y'all two to use together for a year for free. I'm going to send you the FPU lessons for free, but y'all got to do them as a couple and make some commitments. And I want you to send me a wedding invitation in the next 30 days. Game on, my brother. Game I'll go on. with you, John. It'll be fun. Taylor, thanks so much for the call. Hang on the line. Austin will pick up. We'll get you all those goodies, man. Wishing you guys the best. That puts this hour of The Ramsey Show in the books. Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create amazing relationships. I'm George Camel, co-host of Smart Money Happy Hour, and of course, leading the charge on the George Camel YouTube channel, joined by Dr. John Deloney, host of The Dr. John Deloney Show. You can catch all those shows on The Ramsey Network and uh, and a lot of other places as well. We're pretty much everywhere these days. All over everywhere. So give us a call at 888-825-5225 if you want to jump into the conversation. If you've got that question about money, life, relationships, whatever it may be, we'll give you our best. And sometimes it's not great, but it's what but you it's got. But it's free. But it is free. It won't cost you nothing. All right, Nick starts us off in Salt Lake City. Nick, welcome to the show. Hey, um, so yeah, I... I've had a pretty big life change recently as far as income goes. Uh, about a year ago, I was making $2,000 a month working at a steel plant. And then my brother-in-law told me that he thought I could sell, and it turns out I could. And my income has now since quintupled. I don't know. It Whoa. would take me five years to do what I... I mean, it's, it's an insane jump, and my wife and I are trying to manage it, and I feel like we're hemorrhaging, and we haven't saved enough considering how much we've made. <laughs> Congratulations. So, Congrats. So what are yeah. we talking? Are we talking 10 k a month? 
closer to 20. Whoa. Congrats. So, is that your take-home pay? my boss thinks uh, is that gross income? before tax. I'm not sure what my – that's the other thing. i got to figure out taxes in this, too, and so I just – Oh, they're not taking taxes been, out. Nope, nope. I'm technically a self-employed 1099. Okay. So you better be putting away 30% of that every single month in a savings account. I'm putting away, so we save, so we have between our taxes and then our church donation, we put aside about 45%. Okay. And then we live off of about, well, our budget puts us at 10%, but I feel like we're not doing that as what we're living off of. And then we try to save the other 45, but that's not what's been happening. How, how long has this been going on? About six months. Okay. Um, Cut yourself a whole bunch of slack. Okay. Yeah. Like you, this is this rare air. Congratulations, y'all had a fun run, and now you got to go be adults, and it's all good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Don't live in the ah oh, shucks ah oh. because what you are experiencing is the upside of sales. What you haven't experienced is when our congressmen decide to throw tennis balls at each other just for fun and shoot each other with Nerf guns and shut everything down. The other side of sales, right? You're like a farmer now. Yeah. And you farm, make yep. no money, no money, no money, then crops, and then no money, right? So that's a good awesome. Yep. You just got to plan for the future. So six months, y'all had a wild time, good times, and now we got to be grown-ups, right? Yeah. Okay, Perfect. so give us a picture of your financial situation. Do you guys have any debt? Do you have money in savings? So we have a little... The only debt we've brought on was on the advice of our accountant to try and bring our tax li- our tax liability down. Um, we bought my wife a new car. Um, before that, she had a little car that we had paid off, and I have a truck that I have paid off. Your accountant told um, you to go her. get a car loan? He told us to get a loan so we could... Not necessarily a loan, but to buy a car so we could use it as a write-off. Oh, my gosh. Dude, is Michael Scott your accountant? Like... How did you think this was a good idea? That was, it's what I've had a lot of people around me that they said that's what they did. And so that's what we kind of thought we should do. And you need different so we're people not around you. necessarily, but yeah. Okay. What's the car loan? Um, it is 32000 Okay. The good news is you have an amazing income and you can pay this thing off really fast. And it's now not too big yeah. of a portion of your world. 60 days. Got when it. you were making two grand a month, I would be like, sell this car today. 60 days. Yeah. Six zero, got it? Okay. So sixty days. You have you have to make very focused goals with your money right now. You're in baby step two. Mm-hmm. You have a thousand bucks in the bank. I assume you have a lot more than that in the bank. Right now How we much have do you about have? fifteen in the bank. Fifteen in the bank. So this car loan can already get cut in half today. And then with the next few Except paychecks, that, well, yeah, it can be gone. In the bank, I guess if you include I I won't talk about the tax account, but yeah, fifteen and save Okay. Yeah, tax account doesn't. That's that is untouchable. We don't touch it. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. It does not exist. Yes. Until tax time, and they go, "Hey, you owe sixty thousand dollars in taxes." And instead of going, "Oh my gosh," you went, "Okay, yeah, we save for that. Great." Yeah. So we're gonna pay off yeah. this car as soon as possible. Then we're gonna stack up three to six months of expenses in an emergency fund that we also don't touch unless there's a true emergency. Yeah, and that's what that's what this money is for because we live off of about including the car, about 2500 a month because our rent is only $800. Great. So this will help accelerate you to baby steps four, five, six. Now, are you in a home? You said you're renting. You want to buy a home one day? We want to buy a home next year. Right now, the situation we're in, we got um, we got fortunate, I suppose. Um, our My wife's grandparents have a house. that they It's a 4-2 that they rent us. 
And so we're in a pretty good for eight hundred bucks right near Salt Lake City. No, well, we're close to Salt Lake. Okay. Nick, you all are winning life right now. You've fallen through the, <laughs> yeah, a glitch in the well, matrix, man. This is your chance to get ahead. That's, I yeah. I mean, it's just I. I mean, I just learned I have a talent in sales. I mean, I've broken every record this company had, and it just was. It's a lot to handle. <laughs> but also, but so, six months, you can have a lot of talent, or you could have just gotten real lucky. Yeah, there's that too. I and don't know. Both, that's the thing, right? Both. So but, yeah. it's probably a little bit of both. And so, um, George, tell me if I'm I'm crazy here. I almost sense a need for you guys, you and your wife, to roll back for may- maybe just say we're going to do a 90 day sprint, but roll back some of the gazelle intensity. Mm. Remember what it felt like to be broke and get that laser focused. Yeah. Because if you don't, you're going to wake up in a mess. Yeah. You're going to buy a house that you well, can't afford. Kind of you're going to buy a house eight. based on 20000 bucks a month, and then the builder's going to be like, what are you doing? You're gonna, your income's going to keep going up, and you're going to buy a house based off $30,000 a month, and someone's yeah. going to tell you, you got to get a car to ride off too, and you're going to get a BMW, and next thing you know, you're going to be Dave Rams. You're going to be broke. Yeah. So here's the deal. you got to keep living of- like you make $2,000 a month. For the next six months until you're out of this hole, yeah. you're in a great place, you have a financial foundation, you're investing 15%, you're saving money towards that down payment because you have like a fake life right now, paying 800 bucks a month in rent, making $20,000 a month. Utilize this while you can instead of the YOLO vibes that you've been putting out and you will be in mm-hmm. such a great place financially six months from now. Me and George tried to convince people for three years. The government is not charging you any interest on your student loans. This is there's never been a better time in human history to pay them off than right this second. Your payments are on sale. And one percent I have zero student debt. I know but I'm saying one percent of America took our advice. Oh, yeah. The other ninety nine are right now going, Oh God, what are we gonna do? Similar to you. (laughs) If you for six months pretend that y'all are broke and you get an an emergency fund, you pay off this a car, get a new accountant, go to RamseySolutions.com slash tax, get a new accountant, for God's sakes. Um, fire Michael Scott. But you do this for six months, you owe nobody anything, you have six months emergency fund built up and y'all starting a house fund, brother, your whole world is different. And so is your marriage. Everything's different. Congratulations, man. Never do it for the write-off. That's just life advice for you, America. This is The Ramsey Show. It's the last call for our two-night virtual event, Dave Ramsey's Investing Essentials. It's set for May 21 and 22, and you do not want to miss this. I'll unpack my personal playbook on investing and real estate and show you how you can feel confident in your investments, too. Tickets are $199. Snag a VIP ticket, and you'll get two sessions with a Ramsey Preferred Coach. You can join from anywhere. Go to RamseySolutions.com events and get your ticket today. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm George Campbell, joined by Dr. John Deloney. And if you haven't heard, our first ever Money and Marriage Getaway is happening October 19th through the 21st, right here in Nashville, Tennessee, just up the hill from our headquarters at our brand new Ramsey Event Center. And I'm so stoked about this event. And I found out, John, I'm going to be a part of it. Did you know that? I fought hard. I made the lineup. To not have you on the lineup, but they're bringing you aboard. Well, 
John Deloney and Rachel Cruz have uh, notoriously headlined this event for years now, but this time it is a full weekend getaway. People are traveling from all over the country to hang out. And, and I you're going to be talking about sex and intimacy, which I'm excited to hear. Don't misunderstand, John. There I'm excited not, to hear your, your sessions. Or budgeting, <laughs> which is very similar. Yeah. Both have been known to cause great joy. I'm pretty clear on the minute by minute I saw recently that I'm taking baby steps one, two, and three. Jade will be covering this some is budgeting. Be a nightmare. And you will be talking about... I love the fact that I said sex and intimacy and you were blushing. Well, I was trying to think of a joke I could tell on air that was family friendly. We don't have... Yeah. So it was tough. But I will... T- can I tell you the name of my talk I'll be giving? Yes. Spice it up. Pillow Talk. The Dirty Secrets of Budgeting. I was very proud of that one. And it involves pillows. So that's one reason. <laughs> one Place, of many and reasons. Those aren't pillows. <laughs> Excellent, George. We're going to have so much fun. This really is such a blast. And you and your spouse will be equipped with tools to cast a vision for your family, set goals, create a life you both love. And at the Money Marriage Getaway, you will have the, get this, undistracted time to disconnect from everyday life and reconnect with your spouse. There's going to be interactive sessions Rachel Cruz, Dr. John Deloney, Jade Warshaw, myself. We're going to be your guides to discuss money, communication, boundaries, intimacy, and tickets cost $7.99 for this multi-day event for couples. So if you're out of debt and you've got room in the budget, please, please join us. We're going to have so much fun October 19th through the 21st. Come make it a party in Nashville, Tennessee. RamseySolutions.com slash events. We've still got some tickets left. That's the place to go. RamseySolutions.com slash events. It's going to be different than Ramsey events in the past for a couple different things. One is it's not just going to be us um, doing keynote after keynote after keynote. Very different format. There's a whole lot of time of access. Like, here's what we do in our house. Let's have Q&A. Let's talk. A lot of behind the Let's, scenes, a lot of Q&A, a lot of activity time Let's at figure your this stuff out. Yeah, so a lot of working this through. The goal is, is that um, when we leave, when all of us leave, we have some tools to go home and make our marriages better. And we have some time to practice this with experts and other people while we're there. And there's going to be other people practicing too, so you're not going to be by yourself. And it's not going to be me and Rachel and you and Jade do what? It's not going to be me and you and Rachel and Jade. What'd you say? Producer okay. James. I thought producer James was talking trash. James is doing the sex talk. That was my bad. Jane. James will be talking about sex and intimacy. Okay, but it's not. It, you're going to come away having spent considerable amount of time with us. We're not talking at you. We're talking with you. We're all working on our marriages too. So it's going to be something that we're all going to do together. I'm pretty excited about it. Stoked on this event. Yeah. And at that point, I will be the dad of a two-month-old. So maybe I'll do a talk on parenting. I'll be an expert by You then. are an expert. You are an expert. Show you how to change a diaper like you've never seen before. This is going to be fun. I bet I'm your pumped. diapering skills are A+. I try, and I'm a little OCD, John. I, a little? I try to get the ruffles out. I try to make the, the little oh flaps boy. even. It's all right. We'll oh get there. Boy. Let's get to the calls before James takes us off the air. Georgia is in Chicago. Georgia, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Thank you. Hello. What's going on? Um, I bought a car the end of July, and I was lied to about the price of the car. Um, it was some, from someone that I go to church with, and um, I signed the contract without looking at it because I trusted this man. And now I can't afford this car. Okay, tell me more. What do you mean you were lied to about the cost? So they said it was a certain price, and you paid that price. Yes, they told me on the phone it was twenty five thousand. Okay. Um, um, I had gone to take a trip 
two days after I bought it to North Carolina, there was some issues with the car. And out of frustration, I was looking at the paperwork I got from the, the sales and noticed that they had charged me $7,000 more for the car than what I was told. Okay, how I'm so confused as to how you walked out of there having paid $32,000. That well, wasn't a red like flag said, to you? Like it came out, how did you pay for the car? Um, I went to my credit union, but like I said, it was from someone from my church and I trusted him. So we, after we had discussed, you know, the cost in there and all the taxes and everything, and the 3000 I was going to get out of my old car, I kind of figured it would take me down to about 22000 for the car. So after discussing all this with him and signed a contract without reading it, because, again, I trusted this man. So it was out of the frustration when I pulled the paper out of my glove box, um, I had noticed that... It was thirty-two thousand, not twenty-five thousand. For the actual price of the car, or did they tack on yeah. fees, warranties? Wh- no. What made that it thirty-two? That was the actual price. What did he say when you called that, him? He told me that they had had two other Ford Escapes on the lot, and probably just got it mixed up. So what are they going to do to make it right? They ain't going to do nothing. I've contacted multiple. I bet you I have called 30 lawyers. And because I signed that contract... No, there's, there's, there's this has nothing to do with lawyers. Do. This has to do with, have you gone up to meet in person with management, not angry and not enraged, but say, hey, this salesman is a friend of mine. He told me this number. He admitted that they mixed it up. he admitted that they mixed up the cars. I want the car that I discussed with the salesman because you all switched the cars on me. Yes, I did. And they still refused to do anything about it. Even if the salesman would have told the, the manager that he told me that. They still refuse to do anything about it. Okay. And you've talked to attorneys and they say sorry? Yes. Okay. So if you have a, a legal professional telling you their ethical duty is to not take your money because you don't have a case, that means you don't have a case. And sometimes they'll tell you, we don't know that you have a case, but we think we can win this. Let's figure something out. And what they've all told you is, honey, we're not going to take your money. It would be unethical for us to take your money. What does that mean? You found yourself in a quandary. And so I want you to do me a favor, okay? As hard as this is going to be, I want you for a while to forget about that man that you said you trusted. Because that doesn't factor into the situation that you found yourself in now. Okay? Did he do you wrong? Yes. Did he lie? Yes. Did he not protect you? Whatever. But you said the words, I kind of figured, and then I signed a contract. And that's, that as you as an adult have to say, I also signed a contract without looking at the final numbers. I did take his word, but I didn't do my due diligence also. And here I sit with this thing, and now I got to figure out what to do. Is that cool? Because here's what you're doing. That anger and that rage that you have, however justified and right it is, he's off doing his thing. It's only poisoning you, right? Yes. So... Let's do our best to set that down. However righteous and unjust it is, you got to deal with a car that you can't afford. So when you say you can't afford it, what does that mean? Um, it's actually the price of the car was thirty two thousand, but by the time you I attached a warranty on that, I'm up to thirty eight thousand now. What is the loan amount? 
um, if I wait seven years, $48,000. No, not if you no, wait no. seven years. What was the loan amount you took out? Uh, 38. Okay, and what is your income? Uh, it's 3100 uh, $3, a month. Okay, and what is the car worth today? Um, I'm going to guess around 25000 Okay. Here's the deal. You bought too much car anyways, even if it was 25000 And so here's what you can do. You could probably get rid of that warranty and they can refund you for that. You can leave Yelp reviews. You can call the local news and get them to do a story. But at the end of the day, you got to realize, i got to pay a stupid tax. I played a giant role in this conundrum. And you might have to sell it and eat the cost of that and come up with the difference to get rid of this loan and get a reasonable car. But you sure learned your lesson. You're always going to read the fine print of every single thing you sign for the rest of your life. And I'm sorry that you had to learn it a hard way. We're hoping for the best for you, hoping this can get resolved from this dealership, Georgia. Thanks for the call. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, folks, the Total Money Makeover 20th Anniversary Edition is now here. I believe the success of this book is all about the hero stories, people who felt overwhelmed and stuck until they found the least complicated money book they ever read and learned how to work the plan and actually build wealth. Go to RamseySolutions.com store to get the Total Money Makeover 20th Anniversary Edition and become one of the new Total Money Makeover heroes. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. Hey, if you enjoy this show, please consider doing something that costs you very little time or money, and that is consider subscribing to the show, leaving a review where you're listening, and sharing it with a friend. It's one of the best ways to share the show. We have a marketing budget of of close to zero because you guys are the marketing budget because you're naturally talking about this, sharing this. Hey, you got to check out this clip. You got to listen to this episode. I listen to The Ramsey Show on podcasts. Wherever you're listening, tell people about it. It helps a ton, and we so, so appreciate it. We want to spread this message to as many people as possible in the next year. All right, let's get back to the phones. Sean joins us in Durham. Up next, Sean, welcome to The Ramsey Show. Howdy. Thanks for having me. Sure. What's going on? Um, so my, my wife and I have an impasse on some financial decisions. And since we got ourselves in the clear using Ramsey Solutions, you know, 20 years ago, we figured we'd, we'd call y'all to try and try and help us with this dispute. All right. I'm team um, Sean, George's team wife. Let's go. We'll defend both <laughs> of your honors. <laughs> so um, we've got a daughter that's finishing up high school, um, looking at college, career field that she's looking at. It's probably a graduate school type thing. Um, and just looking at the schools and looking at the cost of housing, um, I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, you know what, I'd rather just buy her a place and, you know, build on an investment. And my wife's looking at that decision and suggestion and going, we don't take out any more debt until our home, our own home is completely paid off. And, you know, looking at the baby steps, looking at all the advice of the years, we're just trying to figure out if we're in the same place or if that's something we should be considering. Man, John is regretting choosing your team at this point. I am too. <laughs> Dang it. We are so close. Man, your wife's right, Sean. Your wife's right. So you're seeing this on yeah. paper, right? You're looking at it on paper going, man, we're going to spend 1000 bucks a month for the next four years, six years. Might as well get some ROI yep. out of this. Is that the idea? Well, an ROI, but also possibly a place she could live in long term. Um, Where know, is she going to school? an investment in my kids. Um, you, we're looking at, uh, North Carolina, Wilmington, out on the coast. Okay. 
So a few hours from you guys? How far biology. is that? It's about two, two and a half, maybe maybe three hours on a bad day, which most, most days are bad days when people want to go to the beach. Okay, so let's say HVAC goes out at this place. Are you driving three hours to go fix it? No, we're hiring someone to take care of that. Okay, so that's going to be something to think about. Yeah, as a Team Sean management. on that answer. What kind of question was that, George? Well, it's a possibility. Job, people don't want to pay the property management fees. And what is the cost right. of rent out there? Let's say she lived on campus, or does she plan on living on campus? Um, I mean, I'm, we're, we're weighing the costs right now. Because um, my, my fear maybe, is, maybe. what if she gets some FOMO and is like, man, I'd love to live on campus next year. And you're like, no, I bought you a place, you have to live there, and now you're renting to random college kids. Well, and almost every college I know of has a freshman live-on requirement, is that right? Um, she won't technically be a freshman because of the number of credits she's pulling because she's doing college while she's in high school. Ah, uh, okay. So, so let's, back, in, let's back out of this. And- she gets to pick. Let's yep. back. Let's back out of this and look another direction. Because I do, dude. I've, I've lived that life. I know the room and board is astronomical, particularly the boarding. The colleges have, make a significant amount of money off the board plan with I'm, their markup. I'm a professor, so I know too. There you go. So you know how that game works. And so, um, <laughs> um, so let's do the. Well, what college do you work at? Uh, you not. I work at North Carolina Central University. Okay. Uh, we could talk offline about that. So. What do you owe on your house? Um, we owe a hundred grand. We've gotten it down to a hundred. How long would it take y'all to do a sprint and get that sucker paid off? Um, our best scenario, we for about three or for about five years, we've been chunking like about twenty k into it every summer off of my wife's seasonal income. So we we've, we've been hitting it hard for a while. Our best scenario is three to five years. Okay. Um, yeah, just, and, and that's not figuring into the scenario of, you know, we plan on bankrolling her education. Yeah. That was the other question is, is this college completely paid for, for sure? We're, we, we're going to basically shift into pounding down the house into paying for college. Okay. So I'm going to say something that's never a fun conversation, but it's unfortunately one I've had to have probably 10,000 times in the last 20 years. That's, yep. I, I way overstated that, but such it is. Um, you're a professor. Your child has said, here's what I want to do. You're probably going to end up in grad school. That makes sense. That's the path her dad took. It, it may even be the path her mom took. Um, both me and my wife went to grad school for a long time. Both of us have been professors, all that. And you and I also both know that every year, Millions of people enter in as freshmen with very clear plans. And millions of students every year change plans, meet somebody. I met a girl at a church camp just a few weeks before school started, and I turned down a full ride to go somewhere else, right? So it's all over the place. What I would hate for you to do, if you told me, hey, I've got cash, I want to buy uh, a condo in whatever, I would say buy it right now. Awesome. But if you saying, I'm still trying to pay off my house, we're going to shift paying off the house into helping cash flow college. And so we're going to have to take out a second mortgage on a place, man, that you're leveraging your family. At, and I hate to say it like this, but you know, I'm right at the whims of an 18 year old. And that's a, I would tell you, I wouldn't tell you to do that just for you and your wife. If y'all wanted to, to have a Airbnb or whatever, but even more right. so 
man, that makes me nervous that from knowing how many college students I've worked with over the years that have great plans and then mom gets sick, boyfriend moves, my professor quits, they shut down the program, any number of things happen. And suddenly you've got you got a house payment to make and you have a, st- a child who's like, well, dad, I'm just going to come back home and I'm going to go to Central. And all of a sudden you're like, uh, what are we going to do now? You see what I'm saying? Right. I just wouldn't do it. Yep, yep. And I know how hard that board plan is to, to God Almighty, how hard that board plan is to pay for. Jeez, man, that hurts. It, it just, it's just, yeah. I look at all the hard work we've done, and looking at what would be half of what would possibly go into our house is just going out the window. Well, I mean, it's it's providing um, here a place to eat and it's a place to sleep. I mean, it's not going out the window, but I see that you're not. Right. You don't have what you project might be a return on this down the road. Yeah, seeing that they're, for a lot of it, like, if you're going to do right, you'd be required to live on campus. Correct. Thing. So, right. yeah, there's no option. There's just so many variables here, and there's, if one thing goes wrong, this whole plan falls apart, and at 7% interest on top of your current mortgage, it's going to add more stress than it's going to be a blessing. And I'd rather see her go get a part-time job while she's in school. If she needs to help pay for some of this. I like that plan a lot. Game and you know, I I, right. I think kids are Part, resilient. Part-time's an understatement with my daughter. But yeah, I think full-time's good. <laughs> you're a great dad. I I don't I think know, this I is. I kind of love you, man. I wish Sean was my dad. <laughs> Sean, buy me an investment condo, please. I like my dad, but oh. I do like your like your heart, man. And yeah. I like just trying to think through all this. That's fantastic. Absolutely. Well, John, that reminded me. On this desk, a team member of ours got this. Uh, a letter for his daughter from Discover, the Discover It student cash back card. She's 18, debt-free. This man lives by the Ramsey Principles, and she's getting marketed all this very bright pink garbage. And uh, it's amazing, John, how they market hey, to these I, college students. Can I tell students. you, when I saw the envelope, I thought you were going to embarrass me with like a money marriage love letter. Like, not kidding. I wish. Nope. Here's what is the, this? Here's the love letter, John. Save money while you build your credit history. Enjoy 0% intro APR on purchases for six months. And then it says, after that, your standard variable purchase APR applies currently 18 to 27%. You know how many 18-year-olds know what that is? Less None. than 0.01%. They're not looking at that. All they see is 5% cash back on Amazon quarterly. No interest? And here's what they market. A good credit history could help you buy a car, rent an apartment, and more. Start building yours by applying below. Goodness gracious. Predators, man. This is disgusting. Predators. But hey, the cards are pretty, John. Hey, that should be the <laughs> That should be a segment on the George Campbell show to catch a predator. Ooh. And you should read um the fine print from credit card companies. Credit card and, Oh my gosh. Uh, ads that are pre- preying on certain groups of people, military folks, elderly folks, 18-year-olds, everybody. Yeah, hey parents, do yourselves a favor, intercept this junk mail and shred it, light it on fire and then explain to your kids why they should never sign up for a credit card at 18 years old. This is The Ramsey Show. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show, our scripture of the day, 2 Corinthians 4, 18. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Al Reese said, you don't have to focus on everything to be successful, but you do have to focus on something. Good stuff there. Addie joins us up next in Anchorage. Addie, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you. What's going on? 
Right. So me and my husband are in baby steps four, five, and six. This is a question that if whenever I was paying off my $100,000 in student loan debt, I would have rolled my eyes at because we're in a position now where we can financially afford um, to get our vehicles fixed. However, um, it feels like this week has just been one thing after another. We have $60,000 in our savings and a mortgage of two eighty. We have two paid-for cars. And one is what I would say like a beater. We got it and we shared it for a year. It has $1,000 worth of um, things that need to be fixed on it, but my husband believes that he can handle that. Um, and so that is our Trailblazer 04. And then we have a 2017 Hyundai that we paid for in cash in 2021. It was kind of in the, um, I'm sorry, in 20, yeah, 2021. It was kind of in the incline of like the appreciation of um, cars, used cars value. Um, but we, we paid 16000 Yes, we paid 16000 for this 2017 uh, Santa Fe Hyundai, and it was Kelly Blue booking for around 21000 So we felt like we had a good deal. We had a mechanic check it out, and it has been a good car for us for the past two years. Since then, we've added two kids, and this week I have been in the car auto shop place for over six hours with two children under two. Yikes. And so I'm frustrated. And we have, um, today I was told that in order to get the um, Hyundai Fix, the one that we have the most invested into, it's going to be $5,700. Now, I understand that this is just one person's quote. However, I don't imagine that that number will fluctuate too much going to a different auto shop in our area. And so me and my husband are presented with the issue to be able to decide, are we going to put in $5,700 in order to get it fixed? And it's not like a cosmetic issue. It's more like an engine issue. Or I hope it's not cosmetic for that to, much. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't care. You should see our trailblazer. And it's like, we didn't even know Alaska had radio until we got a new car. And so we, we piled through, uh, we piled through our debt and moved up here to do that. And so, we paid off a hundred thousand um, dollars in a couple years. Way to and go! So we're in a good position um, financially, and we have the savings in order to just go out and buy. You said you had fifty k in savings. Car. We have sixty k in savings, and that and twenty of that would be our three to six months um, emergency okay. fund or, or expenses. Um, and so we um, we just put like literally last week put up the pay off the house. Uh, picture in order to shade off room by room and then we get hit with this so we're just trying to decide would you um put in the money to fix the 16 of uh, the hyundai which is kelly we're looking around sixteen thousand dollars right now is that with guess, the repairs that need to be made um it would not that would include like if it was just fine and ready to go so, okay, I so guess if you paid we'll this this 5700 $10, you could sell it for 16 yes Okay, and if you don't, you're selling it for like, ten or average, less. Yeah. Yes. Got it. And you're wondering, do we do this or do we just upgrade the car and sell it as is for the ten grand? Right. So let's say you sell it for ten and you buy another car with twenty. That's thirty. You can put towards something. But it would just hurt emotionally because either way, this sucks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, you, you have to, it's not like there's an amazing shortcut. How do we move? Yeah, how do we move past this? We actually have money in order to upgrade or to fix, but we are feeling like, I guess, the pressure of just like... Okay, hold on. There, we don't want to sink another... Listen, there's no pressure. Any pressure you feel <laughs> is imaginary. Anytime I okay. get desperate 
or I get frustrated, I make stupid choices. Stupid, yes. 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 You just spent six hours in a mechanic shop with two little kids. You should make no decisions, none, not even what's for dinner for 72 hours. (laughs) Every nerve you have, it's like getting, like you just have like four root canals just unfilled right now. Right, so I would rather fly to Alabama on a plane with those two than another oh, auto all day stop. long. Yes, shots fired <laughs> at the state of Alabama. So listen, there, there's zero <laughs> that's pressure. Cool. That's where we're from. Oh, there we go. Listen, you have fifty thousand dollars in the bank. You have no pressure here. What you have to decide is how you want to solve this problem. But you have the tools to solve it. So any pressure you feel, I would say, slow down. A hundred percent chance get another opinion on this. That's a really high. I totaled my car, totaled it, and they said the repair um, was going to be about six thousand bucks. I don't know what they're repairing on a Hyundai for. For what is that? Five thousand six for six thousand bucks? Who knows? Maybe they got to replace the entire engine. But it's feel. I feel like you could get an entire engine for six thousand dollars. Right. Here's the other yeah. piece I want you to think through. I can't think of a climate that would beat up a car more than Anchorage, Alaska. And I don't know, you keep calling these cars I've invested this money in, you are not you are putting money in a depreciating asset. There is <laughs> yeah, no yeah, investment happening here. So, you keep spending <laughs> right. money on your vehicles, which is great. You have the money, you'll work hard and you're kicking butt. I would not personally um spend a whole bunch of money on brand new cars in a climate where half the year the roads are salted like crazy where I'm getting rocks and snow and they're frozen. I wouldn't, I wouldn't invest that kind of money in a really nice car. For sure. And so I think that y'all need a nice dinner and some time away from this for just a second. Because what's going to happen is you're going to go, we have to get a brand new $50,000 car because remember that time we were in the shop for six hours. It was awful. So you need to give yourself Uh, a little bit of space before you make a terrible financial decision. And maybe even this. You know what? I know on the Ramsey Shore, like, just make it and then move on. I can see if, if, let's say, this you're my wife and we're having this conversation and we both agree, let's just bite the bullet and pay the money and fix this car. If I'm your husband, I would go get the car detailed, super nice, Get the shark carpet shampooed, clean it up. Maybe get to put a radio in it. I'm going to do something so it feels a little bit not like that old car that just cost you an entire day of your life and six thousand more dollars. Right? There's a little there's, that's that's a nothing. It's a token, but it is like a it's an olive branch towards hey we got bigger goals and our bigger goal is we paid off a hundred grand and now let's buy ourselves a home and let's just don't have one pissed off awful kids screaming diapers everywhere day in a mechanic shop and then spend $30,000 on a depreciating asset that Alaska is going to destroy. Right. I know that's so I don't think killer. we were helpful at all. <laughs> no, take a breather and either way you're going to be okay. Yo, listen, you have $50,000. Hear me say this. Any st- uh, anxiety you feel is imaginary. If you called me and said, I'm a single mom of two kids in Anchorage, Alaska, and they told me I have to have $6,000 and I have no money, then I would be scared to death yeah. for you. That's not I your guess situation. I'm in a position where I need to change my mindset of we are out of debt, we are free, we are there not we go. Like in this stress anymore, and we have the position to make a decision rather than just what life happens yes. to us. Yes. Now it what is, you're doing is you're transitioning like from... <laughs> You're transitioning from this is an emergency 
to this is super annoying. Just an inconvenience. Super annoying. Man. Because we want to do something else with that six grand, like anything else other than fix this car. But here we are. I'll tell you one story, John. Life hack. We were going to buy my car, my wife, upgrade her old car. It was going to be like 18 grand for like a Mazda SUV. This was back in 2020. And instead, we found one that was way older, but it was eight grand. And I was like, how about this? I'll put CarPlay in it. So I spent like 700 bucks and got the thing upgraded with CarPlay, and it felt like a brand new car. I drove it the other day. Really nice. It was awesome. It was fantastic. So there's always, but there's always that thing in your mind where you're like, wow, we need that new car, John. It's so much more reliable. It's so much more. No, you got to get over it. It's mostly for ego at that point. Just bite the bullet, pay the money, and then do one little nice thing to make it super nice. We both destroy our cars. Yes. So, and I've seen your car, John. You personally destroyed it. I've pushed your car down the highway, so there's that. That's a true story. We don't talk about that. We don't talk about Bruno or my Tesla. That puts this hour of The Ramsey Show in the books. Until next time, spend wisely, save intentionally, and give generously. Hey, it's George Camel. If you like what you heard in this episode and want to know more about getting started on the Ramsey Baby Steps, go to RamseySolutions.com and click on the Get Started button. We'll help you figure out the best next step for you based on your specific situation. That's RamseySolutions.com and click Get Started.